Our lesson from God's Word is from the Old Testament, from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say... Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is God's word. Dear President Jesus, Sometimes the simplest things are the hardest to do, like listening. Are you a good listener? I should maybe ask the person sitting next to you here in church today, right? They would probably tell me the truth. Listening is a lot harder than it sounds. No matter whom you're talking with, how many times in conversations do you have this urge to just cut the other person off and share your ideas and your opinions. Because yours are better. Right? It is a lot more satisfying to have other people listen to us than to have to listen to other people. Kind of embarrassing to talk about this. Isn't it? How often in a conversation do you have to ask the person to repeat themselves because you weren't paying attention to what they were saying? Some of you right now are thinking, what? What? How often in conversations are you actually thinking ahead to what you're going to say instead of listening to what that person is saying to you? This thing is a lot harder than it sounds. Do you know who the best listener is? God. God is the best listener. In the Old Testament, we have a, a tender story about a woman named Hannah. Do you remember Hannah's story? Hannah was a believer in God who was not able to have children. And that caused her a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. And to make matters worse, Hannah's husband had another wife, which of course wasn't good, but it was the way it was. And this other's wife, her name was Penina, she had a whole bunch of children. And so Penina liked to rub it in Hannah's face. She would say to her, look at all my kids. You don't have any kids, Hannah. You must not be very special. That's what Hannah had to listen to all day long. 
When it was time to go to worship God at the temple, Hannah would always go with her husband and there at the, the tabernacle, she would, she would weep and she would cry and she would pour out her heart to God year after year. And God listened. Finally, God blessed Hannah with a son and she gave this precious child that she had a special name. She called her son Samuel. Samuel means God hears. God listens. As Samuel began to grow up, Hannah did a strange thing. She decided to give her son back to God. She actually took Samuel back to the tabernacle and she dedicated him to a life of service there with the high priest Eli. This was not the normal thing to do. As much as Hannah loved her son, she loved the God who listens even more. This was especially out of place in Hannah's age. We heard in our lesson today the statement, it said, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. People were not listening to the word of God. But Hannah didn't care. She didn't care what everybody else was listening to. To her, God came first and she dedicated this son back to God. And so Samuel grew up at the tabernacle, serving with the high priest Eli. And that's where our story comes in. And so this boy Samuel, we don't know how old he was, he was actually sleeping at the tabernacle. Where in the middle of the night, he heard, hears someone calling his voice, Samuel. And I know this has happened to you. What happens when you hear someone call your voice in the middle of the night? Kind of wake up with a start, right? Like, what? Who is it? And so you can picture this, this boy hearing this voice, calling his name, and wake up with a start, and he runs to the high priest Eli, who's the only other person there, and he says, here I am, you called me. Now some of us who have young kids, we can also relate to Eli. Right, you're laying in bed and all of a sudden you open your eyes and there's this person standing there. This little person right next to your bed. Unexpectedly. Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he did. So it happened again, the voice. Samuel running to Eli. I didn't call, go back and lie down. Finally it happens a third time and Instead of growing impatient, this high priest Eli, he, he realizes something. He realizes it's the Lord. But Eli's heart must have started pounding. The Lord is calling you. And so he said to Samuel, Samuel, if it happens again, then say this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back and he laid down. And, Do you think he went back to sleep? Well, I don't think there's any way. Can you imagine the anticipation? God is talking to me. God is talking to me. That must have taken forever, but finally God spoke again. And it's cool how the Bible describes it. It says, The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Somehow the Lord God himself came and he stood next to Samuel's bed. And I don't know how that works. But it sounds really cool. And he called Samuel as before. Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel said what Eli told him to say. Speak. Your servant is listening. Now remember what Samuel's name means? It means God hears. Samuel's life started. It was based on God's grace and giving his, his mother a son and listening to his mother's, son, his mother's prayer. <coughs> You know, as Samuel was growing up, 
Whose turn was it to listen? Samuel's turn. Notice this. When God looks for someone to follow him, what God looks for most of all is for someone who listens to his word. Samuel grew up and became one of the greatest prophets that God's people ever had. But what stands out about Samuel is not that he excelled at speaking. What stands out about Samuel is that Samuel excelled at at listening. From the time he was a boy, he, he learned to say to God, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. This is really what it's all about in our lives as Christians. Being a Christian is about saying to God over and over again, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So you're a good listener. Maybe here would be a, a test. What if you were to chart out everything that you listen to over the course of a week? And I'm not talking the things that you have to do, but when you have free time, when you get to choose what you listen to, what if you were to chart out everything you listen to over the course of a week? What would that chart look like? Maybe it's the news channel. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's Netflix. Maybe it's ESPN. Maybe it's talk radio. Maybe it's God. What would your chart look like? I think the truth is that it would be pretty convicting for most of us. Maybe that chart would say something like 12 hours of Fox or ESPN or Netflix and one hour at church. Maybe it would say 16 hours of social media. You know, that's the average. The average America spends 16 hours on social media a week. 16 hours of social media, but a little bit too busy for God and for His Word. Maybe it's because we don't need God as much today as people used to, right? Maybe there's always this danger that we not listen to God's voice. So think again of this little boy Samuel. He's got in his mind that God himself is speaking to him and how his heart must have raced inside of him. I bet he didn't go to sleep. He laid down in his bed just thinking to himself, this is amazing. The Lord is speaking to me. The Lord is speaking to me. And do you realize God speaks to you? Not in dreams at night, but in his word, the Bible. God has written down his word for us in the Bible. God God speaks to us. And imagine if Samuel, when he went and laid down that third time and God called him a fourth time, what if, what if Samuel had said to God, ah, God, I'm really tired. I've got a really big day tomorrow. I've got a lot of other things on my mind. Maybe, maybe come back in a couple nights. Maybe check in in a few days and maybe I'll have time then. It's been crazy for Samuel to say that, Right? <laughs> And how often do we get used to saying that to God's word? It's busy right now. Got a lot of things going on. This is a busy week. Maybe next time, God. God understands, right? No. God doesn't understand. One of the things that I hear as a pastor is people, you know, they always want to tell me the right thing, right? And so people say to me, don't worry about me, pastor. Don't worry about me. Maybe I don't go to church, but... I know all that stuff. I believe in Jesus. Don't worry about me. Somebody says that to me. Do you know what I do? 
I worry about them. Because what they say is impossible. You know that, right? It's impossible to have faith in Jesus if you're never hearing Jesus' word. This is what the Bible says. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. That was our catechism memory work this last week. Remember that? Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. If I'm going to have faith in Jesus, where does it come from? Hearing God's word. When a Christian stops hearing God's word, it's like a plant that stops receiving water. What happens? It dies. You have an example of that in, in the Bible. Did you notice that as I read that lesson from 1 Samuel chapter 3, it, it actually stops in the middle of the story? So God comes to Samuel this fourth time. Samuel knows it's the Lord. He says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then the lesson stops. Do you know what God actually told Samuel? It sounds like a really cute story, right? God appears to this boy at the tabernacle and talks. Do you know what God actually told Samuel? God told Samuel that he was going to judge Eli and his wicked sons because his sons were wicked, immoral men and Eli did nothing to discipline them. And so God was going to cut the family off from his presence. They were all going to die. That part doesn't make it into the children's Bible story books about the calling of Sam. This was how bad it had gotten in Israel. We heard the word of the Lord was rare. Even the high priest and the high priest's sons were not listening to God's voice. And when people don't listen to God's voice, there comes a point when God judges them, when they're cut off. In those days, the, the word of the Lord was rare. Can you imagine a place where hearing God's word is rare? Can you imagine a place where people die without any of the comfort that Jesus brings to us? Can you imagine a place where people laugh at sin and they praise sexual immorality and greed just comes naturally? Can you imagine a place where, where people are so used to not hearing God's word that they don't even notice what they're missing anymore? Imagine a place where people disrespect authority and mock their opponents, put their babies to death, try to change their genders, and live life filled with despair. You imagine a place like that? You don't have to imagine, right? It's the United States of America. We can look around and see what happens when a society stops hearing the word of the Lord. And so I think, what should God do? Well, when you're talking and you realize that nobody is listening to you, what do you do? Stop talking, right? What God should do is He should stop talking. He should stop giving us His word. You know the Bible talks about that sometimes. In the book of Amos, God talks about how He was going to send a famine of the word. The people weren't listening to his word, so he was just going to take it away. But God should do, shouldn't he? He should just take his word away, and yet by God's grace, he hasn't. For you and me, God's word is more easily accessible than at any point in history. By God's grace, he's still speaking to us through the Bible. If you just think about all the things that we hear about in our society, realize that God's word has something to say about it. 
How often don't we hear about race and racism? It's an important topic. You know what the Bible says? There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Is that what we need to hear? In a world that's so divided, do you know what the Bible says? Be kind and compassionate to one one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. God wants Christians to get back to, to what Christian identity is all about. It's about saying to God, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. A few years ago, I read a book that was written by a man named Nabil Qureshi. Nabil Qureshi grew up as a, a Muslim man. He wrote a book about it. It says he grew up in a, in a very caring Muslim family. He had a, a blessed childhood, at least according to what he knew in those days. He was convinced that Islam is the one true religion, that Allah is the one true God. Then when he got to college, he, he met a Christian man named David. And somehow, David and Nabil became best friends. One was a Muslim, one was a Christian. Over the course of five years, David kept quietly pointing Nabil to Jesus every chance he got. But Nabil didn't believe it. He writes his book, he said, David shared with me all of the, the convincing proofs of why Jesus rose from the dead. David shared with me all of Jesus' claims about being the Son of God and how he proved it with his miracles, but, but Nabil didn't believe any of it. Until one night, Nabil was going through a really difficult time. And in despair, he pulled out his Quran, his Muslim holy book, and he started to read. And he realized something. He realized that there was no comfort there. Here he was in despair and he was reading his his holy book and all he heard was commands, do this and do this and do this and do this. And he realized in the Quran he couldn't find a single bit of comfort. So discouraged, he he pulled out the Bible that David had given him. He didn't know where to start, but he decided to start by reading the, the Gospel of Matthew, right? The beginning of the New Testament. He started reading Matthew and when he started reading, he couldn't put it down. He read this, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew 5, verse 4. And he realized, Allah never says anything like that. Blessed are those who hunger and seek for righteousness, for they will be filled. He realized there isn't anything like that in the Quran. He heard Jesus say, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. And he kept reading and reading. And that night he read the Bible until 3 a.m. And then the next night. And the next night, as he wrote about it, he said, reading God's word did something that even David, with all of his convincing proofs and evidence for the resurrection, couldn't do. It's when he read the Bible that God opened his heart. He became a Christian. And he had hope. He had comfort from listening to God's word. Is that what you and I need? I saw a meme on Facebook that said, if you're irritated, you're spending less time with God and more time with the world. And of course, the ironic thing is, as I read that, I was irritated. (laughs) And I was on Facebook. That's what we all need. 
to spend more time listening to God's voice to us in, in the Bible. You need hope. The Bible says, be faithful to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2, verse 10. You're discouraged. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, verse 33. Do you feel guilty? Well, we heard earlier in our service, the verse, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. It's, it's all there. Everything that we need. So let's learn what Samuel learned. Let's learn to say to our God, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Jesus talked about himself as our good shepherd, he said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can ever snatch them out of my hand. My, my sheep hear my voice. This week, maybe try this. Put your phone down. Maybe try turning off the TV or the screen, whatever it is. And open up the Bible. You say, I don't know where it starts. That's an excuse, isn't it? Right? Where did Nabil start? The book of Matthew. Start reading the book of Matthew about Jesus, your Savior. God's calling you. He always is in His Word. No matter what your past has been like, maybe you've never done it before, God's patient. God wants you to hear his comfort, his love, his promises. This is what a Christian learns to say over and over and over again. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord God, it's amazing for us to think about how you actually spoke to Samuel. We don't know what that sounded like or what that was like, but you came to him and you gave him your word. And even though we don't know what Samuel's experience was like, you've done the very same thing for us. You've written down your words for us in the Bible. It's so full of everything we need to know and to believe for our lives. Most of all, it's so full of comfort in how Jesus came to be our Savior. Dear Lord God, forgive us for all the times that we've neglected your word. Forgive us for all the times that we've talked instead of listened, or we've listened to others instead of listening to you. Help us, like young Samuel, to learn to say to you over and over again, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.